film sucks Indie film sucks It's the Indie Film Sucks Podcast Yeah Coming at you from the mean streets of St. Louis, from a basement on South Broadway, the Indie Film Sucks Podcast. Because Indie Film Sucks. Yet here we are. Yeah. I'm Chris Mackey, actor-producer, 88mm Productions. Um, welcome. Appreciate it. I'm Chris Craig, a writer, director, head cook, and bottle washer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, let me extend my arms and welcome. Nice. And I'm Brock Roberts, actor-producer. So we haven't done this in a while. So what's your suck, Brock? What? Gosh, my suck is um, we got all these movies out there, which no one's seen yet. So hopefully we can figure a way to get those movies out in the public so people can see them. Yeah, no, I I was thinking the exact same thing tonight. And I thought this would be a good topic for us to discuss tonight is like uh, the suck is is like we I think we have this property with Red Knight that I think is going to be marketable. And I think it's going to drive some interest, For which sure. is going to drive some interest to us. But how do we take advantage of that with our old properties, right? Um, I think we have some good stuff with uh, Sound of Nothing, right? That's in our genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, 35 Days is a great film that I think that can resonate with some filmmakers and some other folks and, yes. and, and some other stuff. I mean, even Rhineland and, and some things that we're going to get back out of <clears throat> uh, distribution, um, so my suck is, is how do you, how do you use the property that you have, that you think is going to be a catalyst and reposition the old, the old films to, uh, to benefit you, right? Cause I saw how the, how at the uh, premiere Red Knight, mm-hmm. we could have had DVDs for every single film up there. Somebody would have bought it. Yes. Why? Because they were at Red Night. They were feeling good. They were having a good time. They were into the whole night, and we were, like, their focus. And I think that's what happens at um, some of the cons. When you go to the conventions or you go to these film festivals and that kind of stuff is when you have a hit, right, they're excited about Red Night, they'll come back and go, oh, you did this too? So now we have these properties that aren't necessarily positioned for that, my suck is how do you how do you get how do you get them ready to do that? What's the expense? Let's have Greg yeah. answer that one. Yeah, Chris, because I know we're working on it now, but I wanted to throw that out there because I think it's something where you never considered when you were making the movie, right? Is how can this property be used later? Is technology changes and stuff? But now that we're where we are, how do you how do how do we how do we do that? Yeah, if you want to talk about that being a suck, uh, not having the proper money to properly <laughs> remaster the films is kind of a suck. So, yeah, when each film was made, they were not made with the intention, like, well, further on down the line, 15 years from now, <laughs> this is going to be a secondary property that's going to piggyback off our main film, right? No, and we were just making yeah. movies at the time. The movie we were making at the time was the movie we were, we were making. Right. And we weren't thinking about... 15, 20 years later, or whatever the case may be, that this movie is not necessarily going to stand on its own merit, but it's going to work in conjunction with the newer film, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have a good answer for that, other than I know that right now our main focus is releasing Red Knight at Skies. 
That's our main focus. Mm -hmm. But we have at least three other films that would be Rhineland, Sound of Nothing, and 35 Days of Post-Production Odyssey, which are all films we need to essentially redo, repackage, and put out there roughly the same time that we're pushing Red Knight. Now, what do you mean by redo? Let the, everybody know what that's that a, means. That, no, that's a great question, because I had the same question about, can't, can't, can't we, wait, we already have DVDs of Rhineland. We can sell those, but it's not about DVDs, right? It's formatting issues, really, I think. For <laughs> the new technology, which is, you know, streaming? No, so here's the thing. Is that what you're... So, Rhineland was shot SD, right? It's not an HD film. It was our second-to-last SD film, so standard definition. So it, it's only going to look so good, hmm. right? It's, it's, it's not a 4K movie. It it's doesn't look like 35-millimeter film. It looks pretty good. It was shot on one of the first cameras that had the 24P technology, right? 24P being 24 frames per second, which is that's uh, the frame rate of, of film. Right? So it mimicked the look of film. Okay. And that was a big deal at the time. Mm -hmm. So Rhineland's only going to look as good as Rhineland's going to look. And it's probably in its best state that it's going to be in right now. So essentially what we have to do with that is make our own DVD presses of that. Right? We have the film digitally. We have all of the elements to make, to replicate the Rhineland DVD that the distributor had. We just have to put it all together, which the only thing, you know, with that is uh, money. The excitement I got from people buying our old DVDs, at because this all got kicked off for me, in my opinion, for this conversation, is I saw how excited they were for Red Knight, which is shot the way we want it to be shot. We know where that's going to go. That could be shown in a movie theater. That could be shown, you know, that could be on um, any kind of uh, streaming service. You know, that, that film is ready to go. Right. Yeah. Okay. But I look back and go, well, there were, man, they had a DVD of uh, 35 days or we had this DVD or we, so we just can't go out and just produce all these DVDs because that's one way to sell them. But if we actually wanted to put it out there on film hub or promote these films, we'd have to change the way we wanted to do things. And essentially it has to be remastered. Uh, 35 days needs Needs, the audio needs to be remixed. Okay. The picture's fine. It'll be ready to go as soon as we have that done. Sound of Nothing, again, is in the best shape it's possibly going to be in. So Sound of Nothing, as soon as the term is up with the distributor, which is this summer, we can release it on our own platforms, and we can release physical media. Okay. So when I say excitement about repackaging things... Because I saw Stanzi. Stanzi just put out um, the 25-year anniversary of, what was the name Scrapbook. of Scrapbook. Scrapbook. And holy cow, what a marketing strategy of having that and how he worked with his dis distributor on that and how they put that out and the pre-sales <clears throat> they had. That was, that was really exciting. And I thought about going... We got those films. We got these older films in our in our vault, if you want to say that. How do we take advantage of something that what he already did, right? And and kind of and, and kind of make sure people know that we have other stuff besides Red Knight out there. Well, here's the big difference. Stanzi has always been on brand from good point day one from his very first 
ultra low budget films and these i'm talking ultra low budget deadbound and the dreaming these are movies he made in the late 80s early 90s and his first big film savage harvest these are you know he he's he's grown immensely since his early days but he's always been on the mm -hmm. exact same brand whereas we 88 millimeter productions me as a filmmaker have have not been always on point with the brand and, and and that that makes it a little more tricky and difficult so let me stop you from the brand part of it because stanzi has been on brand yes so him coming back after having some success having a stanzi brand right after doing some of the things he's done he's going back now and taking that success or whatever he's done and going this is the time to relaunch this right yeah that's how that's how stanzi's working it from a marketing strategy his brand works for him. Yes. Okay. So from us, we look at what we've done and how we're building our brand. And we have a couple properties that we believe may work for us. We just have to reformat them, redigitize. That's I think that's what Rock was asking. Remaster them. Remaster them. Okay. To go where? I would say... Film Hub. Some of these are going to Film Hub. I would say they're probably all going to go to Film Hub. Okay. <clears throat> but some of these are also going to DVD with us to have a physical copy right, right alongside the physical copy of Red Knight that we're going to have at the conventions. Right. And I would say three years ago, we never considered that, right? No. So right now we have, on our website, you can rent or buy the movie, right? Sure. Of course. Right. As it is today. Yeah. But we want it to be a little bit more accessible to people easier so not to go to our website then go through have is uh, there's some hoops there yeah mm -hmm. we we want to make it quick and easy right so that's why we really want to do this so more people can see it now we I, we talked a little bit about the branding or whatever so before a couple episodes ago we talked about brand red knight could possibly possibly be the brand so early on 88 and grega movies was a brand you know we grega makes good movies you know and the problem, the problem we had was there wasn't the back end of business to go along with it, right? Which is what we're dealing with right now. We're mm -hmm. figuring out the, the business of the back. So uh, I, I think as we go forward, letting the public know that 88 had movies before Red Knight, it, it can only help Red Knight, and Red Knight can only help these other movies. But obviously we're going to have to push them ourselves. You know, nobody's going to type in... No, Rhineland, or maybe they will. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, but I think the branding and what you guys said about the branding is key to how you backfill and repurpose or how you re-energize some of your old properties. The topic for tonight mm -hmm. is key because Stanzi always had that. And he told me personally that he tried it as wicked pixel wicked pixel or this and it ended up being you know what stanzi's what stuck so it didn't matter what wicked pixel did it's what stanzi stuck and i think that's what's key to us is finding out who that what that is and how you position these because you're right nobody's looking for rhineland but they may be looking for the next brock roberts movie that they may just... be looking for the next chris grega movie they may be looking for the next 88 millimeter yes. productions movie and then how do you... That's what I prefer, because there's more movies there. <clears throat> Correct. Mm -hmm. and so we have to make that choice on how we 
take Red Knight and go and, and make that decision to backfill with our old properties. Because I think there is a place for our old properties. Absolutely. I think Red Knight's given us a, a new energy on these old properties to, right? Yeah. Do, no, do you I, not agree? No, I agree. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> uh, I guess I can say the market will dictate where we go, basically. Right. So, and by the market, I mean, we're going to hit the festival circuit. We're going to hit. And the festival circuit is not going to do much at all for our old properties no. that I can tell, right? But we're going to go to all the festivals we get into, and you know we'll bring along our crap. And if people, <laughs> you know, you got to push but your you're crap. Say craft. You, <laughs> you craft, crap, whatever you want to call it. Wherever, Business where, cards and DVDs. Right? Right? Wherever you go, you got to push your stuff. Exactly, and and people are more apt to do it when they're excited about the film they just saw. Yeah. So conventions are, are more the rot. We'll, we'll have our, our table. We'll have our booth or whatever. It's going to be Red Knight heavy, but in addition to Red Knight, there'll be these other films there that people can pick up. Like, oh, what's 35 days? Oh, well, blah, 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 blah. But let's flip that into how do you market that socially, right? On social marketing, right? Do you have the Red Knight leading the charge? So we don't launch anything that we've done previous until we have a headwind right in a business sense yeah right? with red night right or a tailwind not a headwind because a headwind headwind some type bad. of fucking wind right exactly but a tailwind until I, we break wind with red night <laughs> oh yes exactly but i i think that's that's keto to not launching those too early until red night positions itself do you agree or not agree with that no, like, Red Knight is the driving factor for mm -hmm. selling the other movies. Yep. Yeah, to repositioning and repackaging, however you're going to do that. Yeah. Okay. Because no one's going to give a shit about the older movies, but if they give a shit about Red Knight, then they'll be more apt to say, what else do you got? If you have a property that can catalyst your old properties, that it all works together, right? Find, find your passion, find your brand, find your whatever for the, for the young guys out there. That it it all kind of works together, I guess. I don't know. Uh, theoretically, who the hell knows? Nah, whatever. I mean, gosh darn it. This is why indie film sucks. Indie film sucks because at this end of things, there's no clear path forward. There is no one size fits all. There's no magic bullet. There's no simple answer. But there's a formula that you can work out. I'm going to argue with you a little bit because if there's a formula you could have worked out 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, and catalyst yourself like a Stanzi did. Yeah, but even... would you feel a little bit better about yourself? No, because <laughs> Eric himself has been up and down, peaks and valleys. Right. He's tried shit that absolutely has not worked out, and he's done other shit that has worked out. It's like you just have to keep throwing shit against the wall and see what sticks, and a lot of stuff is not going to stick. But we, we're throwing more stuff against the wall that's at least within certain, certain things that we think can stick. Yeah, no, I think this is a good idea. If... Again, if you only have one film, that's all you got. That's all you got to work with. If you have multiple films and even some that are of older or lesser quality still probably have some value to bring to the table. That's that's a great point. And if you're trying to make it for profit, if you're having fun, who cares? Make what you want. Yeah. If you're, if you're just having fun and you're bringing people together to make film, which we agree with also... Right? Yeah, that's independent how, film. Make independent film. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're trying to make a profit or trying to drive certain things, I think you need to have a rhythm, a brand, some sort of session where, I don't know. I don't know. A plan? <laughs> I don't know. We talked about that last time. There's a no plan. plan. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what you're alluding to right now. I think so. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. Well, we got plans. We just have to uh, execute on our ideas. You know, we're trying to get, you know, Red Night and a couple other local theaters. And when we're there, we want to have some physical property that people can purchase. Like, which ones? Which ones are we going to have? Game of the Year is all we currently have. Game of the Year is coming, but we're working on other. Yeah. That's a marketing strategy for us because we saw the importance of how Game of the Year sold a little bit because yeah. it was it was just another property. And Game of the Year is a mockumentary about Dungeons and Dragons people, which it's a good movie. Personally, I love that movie. But, but here's the thing. Here's the important thing. Wherever you go with your movie, bring some physical media to sell. Obviously, bring the movie that you're screening, right? Because people came to see the movie and they love the movie or whatever, but they're going to buy those DVDs. But if you have other things for other movies, people are going to buy some. They're sure. not going to buy as many, but they're going to buy some. If right. you're at a festival or a con, get a table for your stuff. We made that mistake once. We yeah. Well, for Sound of Nothing. You know, when we did the Freak Fest Festival? Freak Show. Freak Show Festival. We went down there unprepared yeah. completely. Yeah. We talked about mistakes, so yeah, that was a, that was that was a mistake, yeah, yeah. and we didn't have a damn thing that we should have had. No, right? So hell of a good time. No, no, no. But it, it, we but had if, a good time. That was about it. Uh, but I guess to sum it up is, if you have that property like a Red Knight at Skies mm-hmm. that you're proud of, that you know is going to go places, that now you need to get, you can package, reposition, buy a table at the thing, and have that ready to go because people will buy it because they're excited about your current yeah, project your, your old projects are ancillary you know that's you know a great what I mean? way to put it yep so they're it's it's just money coming in if you have them ready for it for people right and good bad or ugly because we love them all but everybody doesn't love everything that we do sure but they will pick it up yes someone will buy your your crappy first film <laughs> yeah they, they 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 will right now hopefully it's not too crappy but that's the idea is wherever you go Bring physical media mm-hmm. of everything you can possibly produce. And try to get it on to the film hubs, that kind of stuff. And that's what we're, and that, I think that was my point tonight is we're repackaging, repositioning to try to put as much out, out there that we know is not going to distribution. It's going to be self-distributed. Yeah. Um, besides Red Knight, right? That's still out that's, there. Mm-hmm. But we're trying to reposition and self-distribute some of the stuff we have out there to go, when we go there, go, yeah, here's a physical copy of it. But guess what? You can also download it on here, 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 here. Yeah, that's essentially what we're trying to do all at the same time is when we put Red Net out there, we're, we're relaunching a bunch of other stuff at the same time. So people can, you know, when people ask, oh, what else do you have? Oh, we have this, this, and this, and you can get it right here. Yes. Thank you for summarizing the whole concept of this conversation because you you nailed it. Because that's exactly what I want people to understand is when you have a new project, your old projects are still worthy. They're still viable. And in today's market, there's still a place for it to go. Yeah. In today's market, now more than ever. Exactly. And if Eric Stanzi can take a 25-year-old movie, reposition it, put it on a Blu-ray, and have a 1,000 pre-sales on it, which it's a damn good movie, and you should go out and get it, but he can position that, then I think anybody can reposition anything they've done to consider that you know, for, for how they're trying to market in today's society. Within limits. I mean, because you, you make a good point. Stanzi made a very good exploitation film. Yes. With uh, Scrapbook. Scrapbook, yes. Thank you. So, again, I think our very first feature, Amphetamine, is a pretty solid, low-budget, first-time neo-noir gangster film. 
Is it the best thing we've ever done? No, not even close. But it's it's at least passable. So you have to realistically assess your movies. I, yeah, I think some people would still like Amphetamine, right? But it's it's not a flagship movie, you know? Right. So, I mean, if, if your first film has, you know, it's it's shot on on a camera with autofocus and you've got your you got your your best friend and your girlfriend at the time acting in it or or whatever you might want to say ah you know maybe this one stays in the vault right Right? don't waste the money on trying to put it out on the dvd yeah well you could possibly think of this way like your previous stuff are your prequels okay and now you got this one here this one may be the big whatever it is when when a, a sequel comes out to something that's already branded what happens to the previous movie? It gets watched again. Yes. You know? So you can look at it that way, too. That's a great point. That, that's a great point. And you don't make it any bigger than what it is. Hey, I have this one also. And yeah. you know what? First film. And guess what? If you make the next Saving Private Ryan or you make the next Halloween or you do that. And Ryan Land is probably better than Saving Private Ryan. I'm just going to put no, that okay, out. Okay, okay, <laughs> oh, easy, okay. Easy, easy, easy. Well, I mean, <laughs> Eli Pestowski is pretty good in that movie, but I'm not bragging or anything. <laughs> no, but I was just—I was just saying—is you 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 lay a fentanyl where it is, and mm-hmm. maybe you have some, but you let people know. But if you do get that breakthrough movie, and fentanyl becomes a bigger property because it it's the first movie of a director or an sure. actor that made mm-hmm. his his breakout, so you always need that stuff. And I guarantee people are excited just to see your stuff. People that are into independent films are into independent films because they love the way they're shot. They love the acting. They they love that. They get it already. And they like the grit. Why not have it available for them? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there are some people that absolutely love Rhineland for the gritty reality. Yep. And there are some people that completely hate Rhineland yep. because it does not stack up to Hollywood whatsoever. Right. And those are people that it's don't get it. It's still better than Saving Private Ryan. But I guarantee, but I guarantee <laughs> the people kidding. that are going to the That's cons favorite aren't ever. the people that are paying fifteen bucks to go see to go see this movie in the right. And I think that's where I was trying to tell people is position yourself for where you're at in your career, where you're at in your journey, whatever you want to call it. We're at where we have a feature film where we think is really good. It's got a lot of elements that I think are going to be successful. We need to look at our old stuff. And get that positioned so when Red Knight launches and it's out there to the world, that everybody can go see back. We would be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't have all that other stuff available for them to to go try to find. That's the plan. Do you I agree? agree completely. I think I do too, Chris and Chris. Do you I'm know right on uh, par? Do you know what uh, what else we're gonna let people know how it goes? It's having anything to do with the highs and lows? <laughs> gonna let people know about the highs. Lows and the in betweens. In betweenies. Of true independent filmmaking. Okay. True. On the Indie Film Sucks podcast brought to you by 88mm Productions. Uh, you know, social media, it's on there, it's out there. I'm going to say it again. Tell a friend. Tell one, if you're listening, tell, tell a an friend. enemy. Yeah. Tell anybody. Tell anybody that it's a pretty good, pretty good podcast. You know what? Tell people not to listen. Not to watch. To say this is don't fucking check this out. <laughs> don't even look at it. Right. Don't even look them up. All right. Good Go night. back to listen to episode thirty-three. That's Good all. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Miss you, mom. Indie film sucks. Indie film sucks. It's the indie film sucks. Pie.